I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM here in the Auburn area. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Ryan and Brooks and Jared hanging out, having a good Tuesday. We hope that you're doing well. Final half hour or so here on the program, and we are beyond thrilled to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring in Stephen Lassen, our friend with Athlon Sports. Make sure you stop by, pick up the latest copy of the Athlon Sports College Football Preview Magazine. We picked up the edition with Tank Bigsby of the Auburn Tigers donning the cover. And Stephen Lassen joins us now here on the program. The time is greatly appreciated. How are you today, my friend? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. It's great to be talking with you. It, it, I guess it's great to be talking college football at any point of the year, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It absolutely is, especially here on the Plains. We've had a lot of off-season chatter for topics not necessarily related to what you do on the football field, on the gridiron itself. So, Stephen, we're certainly excited for uh, the upcoming season. We take a look at the Auburn team, and I want to get into your thoughts regarding the Tankers here. When you look back on the year 2021 and what the football season was for Brian Brian Harson in year one, what stood out to you? You know, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was the six and two start. And I, and I think within that six and two start, you know, you saw the signs and things that we saw out of Brian Harson at Boise State that I think you can take away and build on for 2022. You know, there were certainly, I think, when you study kind of the X's and O's and you watched Auburn, you got the sense that Harson kind of knew what he was doing. Um, especially offensively as they were trying to navigate some of the personnel concerns at offensive line, receiver, and quarterback. So I think the, the thing that stood out to me was really there was the fast start. There was the, the slow finish at the end of the year uh, by winning by losing the last five after a 6-2 and two start. And then, of course, everything that's happened this offseason. So I think it's been a bit of a mixed bag. And I think they're a, just a really curious and interesting team as we go forward into 2022. And let me ask you kind of a different type of question because all all summer long and all spring long, the question is who's going to end up being the quarterback and that sort of thing between Finley and Calzada. But let me ask you this. If if the quarterback play, no matter who it is, is just okay, but you get a great version of Tank Bigsby and a great Auburn running game and then you get quality Auburn defense, what, what can that still amount to uh, for Auburn in 2022? Yeah, I think that's a great question because you guys asked me about what stood out in 2021 to me. And, and first of all, Tank Bigsby is one of my favorite players to watch in the SEC. The Tank Bigsby cover is one of my favorite too because he's such a fun player uh, to watch. But I think that's kind of the, the debate about Auburn this offseason is the margin for error, especially on offense, seems small with the quarterback uncertainty, maybe not a, a lot of established playmakers right now are receivers. But I think what's interesting is if you look at the SEC West, Alabama, of course, is going to be picked number one. I think most people will pick Texas A&M at two. It's that three through seven group that's grouped close together. And I think depending on how you feel about Ole Miss reloading, Mississippi State has a very difficult schedule. LSU's reloading and rebuilding under Brian Kelly. So I think anywhere, if things fall into place with Auburn, you get the best version of Tank Bigsby. The defense picks up almost where it left off last year. You know, third place in the West is very attainable. I think you're going to see a lot of 
maybe five and three, four and four type teams in there, but they're all sort of right in that 20 to 40 range nationally. A lot of good teams, um, and that's kind of where the curiosity for me is, is in the SEC West this year. Folks can certainly look at the copy of the magazine, and we want people to go by and find it. Uh, we certainly were able to find it at plenty of newsstands here around town and have enjoyed flipping through. It's such a, a good piece to look at. It feels like you're kicking off your summer and the college football season right around the corner when you're taking a look at this, Stephen. And we could see that Auburn is projected to finish seventh in the SEC West. A lot of people have the Tigers sort of in that area. So, so let's kind of get to it then. We talk about what the good could be for this Auburn football program. What are the biggest concerns? I know we've highlighted them a little bit here in our short chat with you, but expand on, on some of those concerns for this Auburn football team? Absolutely. You know, I think I'll start with kind of the obvious. It's the quarterback position. I I think the question is what can Auburn get out of this quarterback room and to sort of elevate the offense? And it's not just the quarterback position. I think the receivers go kind of hand-in-hand with that. I thought Kobe Hudson, you know, probably Auburn's best game-breaker in terms of speed, being able to stretch the field. Can they find a couple guys to be difference-makers this year offensive line a lot of guys back but can that group elevate its play i think when you've watched calzada and tj finley um certainly robbie ashford had a great spring game but calzada and finley have shown flashes of potential i think the question is can uh, can carson and this staff sort of harness that potential and be able to elevate that quarterback room in a year where there's not a ton of margin for error on offense so i think quarterback receivers Offensive line, I like this Auburn defense. I mean, not many teams in the SEC are probably going to have two guys on the first two uh, all-SEC teams or even three uh, with Hall and Wooden coming back. And if Owen Popo stays healthy, uh, you know, replacing Jacoby McClain, you know, that's pretty much a a no-brainer all-SEC type selection for me. So I'm curious how the pieces fit together in the secondary. But my, my concerns with this Auburn team really aren't on defense. They all just come on the offensive side of the ball this year. And it seems that when we look at, you know, as you were talking about, kind of a clear uh, break between you know, after you go from Alabama and A&M down to three through seven in the West, there's a lot of teams that if they could take one element of another team from one of their rivals, uh, they would be in really good shape. For example, some of these teams like uh, LSU uh, still looking at a quarterback race on their hands. Obviously, we mentioned Auburn as well. But then you have other teams that maybe have less talent defensively or, or, or other parts of their team, but like the Mississippi schools with like Will Rogers, for example, at Mississippi State that have uh, really kind of established themselves and continue to get better and better. Uh, is that what makes it so difficult to kind of rank three through seven? Is some of these teams have good quarterbacks, but the rest of their rosters kind of lack, and some of these teams have more talent, but they're still in a quarterback battle here You know, two months before the season starts. No question. I think that's the interesting thing, too, about the SEC this year is that the top of the SEC is extremely deep at quarterback. Uh, Bryce Young will be first-team All-SEC, but guys like Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, Will Rogers at Mississippi State, K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas, throw in Spencer Rattler uh, transferring into the league. But, you know, you look at a team like Arkansas that brings back K.J. Jefferson, but they only bring back, you know, eight other returning starters outside of that. They lose Traylon Burks. There's question marks on defense. LSU only has six returning starters. That's the fewest of any team in the SEC West. Ole Miss is really the big experiment this year. I mean, they bring in a ton of transfers. They lose Matt Corral, but the hope is all those transfers mesh together with new coordinators on both sides of the ball 
and are able to pick up where they left off last season. So it really, there's kind of an interesting mix of new coaches, um, kind of established culture at a place like Arkansas, but maybe some talent questions and, and some roster concerns. And also just a team like Mississippi State that just has a really difficult schedule, but has a pretty dang good quarterback and all that. So it's, it's definitely quarterbacks, but there's also within those there's some individual question marks that sort of just make this probably the most fascinating division race in college football this year. And, Stephen, I want to look on the other side of the SEC and the SEC East. Obviously, you know, everyone's picking Georgia. Georgia's leaps and bounds ahead of the rest of that SEC East. Kentucky's been up there the last few years. Florida's kind of on a downturn. Which team in that SEC East do you think can make the biggest strides to kind of close that gap with Florida this year? You know, I, I like Tennessee to finish second in the East this year. I think Tennessee, Kentucky, and Florida are all really close. You know, two through four, probably somewhere 18 to 30-something nationally. They're all really close. I think the biggest optimism for Tennessee, and, and granted, we've heard this from Tennessee before. There's a lot of optimism one year, and they don't seem to meet preseason expectations. But they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, Hendon Hooker. The offensive production, you know, they had the fewest plays of 40-plus yards in 2020. They had the most in the SEC last year. There was a clear improvement under Josh Heupel in that offense. They have uh, the firepower offensively to finish second. Kentucky's just rock solid. There are some personnel concerns as far as losses on the offensive line, lost the offensive coordinator, lost Wondell Robinson. And I think Florida is still, I, I don't think they're necessarily as bad as they were last year by finishing six and seven, but I also think there was a lot that went wrong. And from a personnel standpoint, as somebody who does the all SEC team for Athlon Sports, you know, it is a little shocking to see Florida as thin as they are on the defensive line, offensive line, and receiving core. So two through four in the East is really close, but I would take Tennessee out of that group to finish second and be the biggest I guess, air quotes, threat to Georgia because Georgia's pretty clear number one. As is usually the case, there is a, a another nice helping of, of non-conference games early in the season involving SEC teams, obviously Oregon, Georgia, Utah, Florida, Auburn, Penn State, uh, Alabama, Texas as well. Of those games or any others, uh, what kind of stands out to you? You know, I think it's the Utah at Florida game because I think we're going to find out right away where Florida is under Billy Napier. They open with Utah, they get Kentucky the next week. So those first couple games of the season for Florida are huge tests for a program that's in transition. There's uh, Anthony Richardson, who's an interesting quarterback prospect, but also has a lot of questions coming into the season. So I I think as we try to shape our early opinions of the SEC, we'll find out right away how good Florida is. And Alabama-Texas is just fascinating because of the – Dynamics. You have Sarkeesian taking on Saban. You have Texas, of course, who's moving to the SEC in the future. Their you know, their kind of barometer test against Arkansas did not go well last year. So have they closed the gap any on some of the top teams in the SEC? That one early in the year will be really fascinating to watch. Stephen Lassen is here with us from Athlon Sports. Again, the College Football Preview Magazine is out right now from Athlon Sports, and we've got copies with Auburn's Tank Bigsby here on the cover. Stephen, tell me this. What do you love the most about your magazine? And maybe tell us uh, underrated parts of the magazine as well for our listeners. Absolutely. My favorite part of it is the anonymous coach scouting every year. Uh, we, we love getting that. We love reading it. 
you, know, you guys know during the season, coaches are just so ingrained to give us coach speak, as I like yeah. to say. They just try. You know, they, they don't want to give us any bulletin board material. They don't want to give other teams anything. But the coach speak, you know, the anonymous coach scouting is basically us saying we put the recorder on the table. Here's a couple questions. You get anonymous uh, to, to, you know, anonymous to be able to do whatever you you want to say. So that's always my favorite part of it. I think an underrated part of it is just how in-depth our 131 previews are. We have a preview for every team, previews for every conferences. I mean, I basically keep this guide on my desk all offseason as sort of the perfect encyclopedia for college football of everything you need to, to know, schedules, recruiting, uh, you know, NIL, transfers, and, and basically anything you need to know about the season. Where can people find the magazine, Stephen? Absolutely. So it's the, you can go to the newsstand right now. It's on, it, the official on-sale date was June 7th. The uh, you know, bookstores, grocery stores, um, retail stores have it. Also, athlonsports.com. If you go to our website, at the very top, there's a link to magazines. It takes you to our online store. So if you're an Auburn fan living outside of Auburn, we can you can order the magazine there, and we'll ship that cover to you. So uh, that's kind of the beauty of our website. You can order any edition you want, and we'll ship it out to you. And how about that? The ability, Stephen, it sounds like for you guys to kind of make uh, different covers for different college football fans and that sort of thing. You really are trying to make this the ultimate guide for fans out there. Absolutely. You know, that's one of the things that we get a lot of feedback on from fans is they love the personalized cover. And, you know, I think 12 out of the SEC teams uh, get their own, usually get their own cover. Vanderbilt shares, Arkansas, Missouri sometimes share. But, you know, we, we really try to give fans the sort of personalized cover. And this year, you know, I've mentioned it. I love the Tank Bigsby cover, our Kentucky cover with Will Levis on it. It sort of personalizes uh, and we try to capture that SEC uh, passion and interest that's out there in each individual team. So, yeah, we, we really appreciate all of us, all the readers and everybody picking it up on our website. Happy to ship out whatever edition you want. How can people follow your work, Stephen? Absolutely. You can check me out at athlonsports.com. You can also follow me uh, on Twitter at athlonsteven. Looking forward to many more conversations throughout this upcoming college football season with you, buddy. Okay. Hey, guys, anytime. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it.